episode 21 of the Press Pass podcast presented by the Press Republican. We got quick hits, but it's just Mackenzie today. Mackenzie has all the glory. I am sports editor Joey LaFranca, and with Mackenzie Delisle. Mackenzie, go ahead. Just give us the update of what's going on around the world here in the little north country, not around (laughs) the world. That would be way too much. Yeah, that's way too much. No, I'm going to try to be Kara and give her COVID update to start because that's what she usually does. Um, But I was also off on Monday and Tuesday this week, so I feel a little out of it. So I'm trying to like (laughs) jump back in. Um, But I do know for COVID, since yesterday, which was Wednesday, so today's Thursday, um, they've reported eight new cases of COVID-19. That's after eight were then moved to the recovered Mm -hmm. um, box. So they kind of even themselves out. But um, there's 132 total cases as of today, which I said is Thursday. Um, and what's interesting is the vaccine was approved by the FDA last Friday. So vaccinations have started, which is really exciting. Um, I know on Tuesday, CDPH vaccinated their first person. Um, it's an ICU nurse. And since then they reported today that they have, uh, vaccinated about 200 staffers. Um, and they received 975 doses of the Pfizer vaccine. Um, which wasn't all for them. They're going to be disseminating it to other hospitals and things, but that information is confidential. So we're not allowed to know where those vaccines are going. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was pretty exciting. Uh, Anytime you can have the vaccine, like we're actually now have news about the vaccine, that's huge because we've been talking yeah. about it for so long and to actually see it come to actually be a thing has been great. Um, yeah. I, I was laughing. I don't know if you're familiar with this at all, but um, the NBA pregame shows, they have like a little song that they usually have while they go to break or commercial. Or anything okay. Like yeah. 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 And when they show like NBA players walking into arenas and things of that nature and the song was playing, but instead of like an NBA player walking through the uh, arena, um, somebody was smart and they took video of a doctor like carrying in the vaccine, like into a hospital and they had the NBA countdown music playing. And it was just really That's funny. Pretty funny. Like, I think I watched it 10, 15 times and just laughed every time. If people want to see it, I did tweet the video out and I put a funny caption with it. I just basically said like the, the, the vaccine is a rookie and everybody's interested to see how they're going to do in the league and just to make oh, it that's funny. Better. But I had to mention that because that was really funny. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds like it's pretty funny. I'll have to check it out. Um, but yeah, you know, like they had a, a Clinton County Health Department press conference this morning and the big message was, yes, we have a vaccine, but no, it is not available to the general public at this time, which right. if you read between the lines, it seems like they've been getting a lot of people calling them asking like how they can get on a wait list to get the mm-hmm. vaccine. And they're just kind of like, you know, that's not really how things are going right now. You know, we're just trying to uh, vaccinate our workers, high risk workers at this time. So you know, while it is the light at the end of the tunnel, like it's going to take some time for us all to get it. So hopefully our days will come. I think but... it's just, I think it's just going to be, you know, it's the waiting game. It's got to be continuing to have some patients just continue to have those COVID protocols while knowing that eventually our time, just as general, the general public will come and it, it, it'll be a good day. But in the meantime, it's important that first and foremost, that the, the healthcare workers get the vaccine because they're the ones that are facing, they're, they're going up against the virus more than any of us. So like, I mean, it makes sense. Like <laughs> if it wasn't yeah. the healthcare workers getting it first, I don't know if I would agree with the whole system that's going on right now. 
Yeah. And, you know, starting next week, too, I think they said the workers and residents of um, the skilled care facilities are going to be getting the vaccine as well. Like they're one of the top priorities, too. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing because they said something like some huge chunk of the case numbers that we've had are people living in those types of facilities. So once you can get those people vaccinated, that'll be a really good thing. Oh, no Um, doubt about it. Yeah. They also mentioned that since Thanksgiving, there's been 200 new cases in Clinton County. Um, So they're really pushing the be safe during the holiday season as we come up to some more holidays. Um, And they're they're kind of saying that if you um, have plans right now to celebrate with people outside of your household to really reconsider what you're going to be doing, because they want to try and avoid the uptick that we saw after Thanksgiving. They don't really want to see that again. So that's the message there. Um, let's see here. Oh, there was also last week I reported that the Canadian border um, closure was extended. Yeah, I saw uh, that. So now it's into 2021. Yeah, I feel like I feel like with with that, I mean, it's not unexpected, but it's just depressing. Like it's just it's continuous. Just oh, we're gonna keep the border closed over and over and over. So I'm sure even from yeah. the standpoint of writing it, it's like. Do I really have to write this? But I mean, it's obviously newsworthy in a lot of ways, but it's just frustrating because it's, it's the same narrative. Nothing's changed. Yeah, I think the thing that has changed, though, which was nice this time is as I wrote this the same day, um, the vaccine was approved by the FDA. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like the both both nations are saying now we have that light again at the end of the tunnel. Like sure. once we can get everyone vaccinated, then that'll be easier. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if it's going to be a you can't cross unless you've gotten the vaccine. Mm-hmm. I don't know what those steps are going to be, but I mean, that's what I'm hearing could be happening. So we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, as of right now, it's closed until January 21st to non-essential travel. Um, Kara reported last week, there was a possible barbershop COVID exposure. Um, it's Miller's Barbershop in Shazy. This is old news now, but they're basically just saying that anyone who had been there from December 1st to December 10th, um, they should call the health department yeah. but I'm sure people who were there probably already know this already so it's important good. though still like I mean even it's yeah. just anytime there's a, an exposure that the health department has to bring to light obviously it's a big deal yeah um and then other news from this week in business um Little Caesars opened yesterday <laughs> I don't know if you heard okay so <laughs> I can provide some insight on that but if you wanted to go forward and tell a little bit more before I provide my insight go ahead well I heard they opened. Mm-hmm. I was told by our editor, Jill Templio that I needed to do a story because everyone was very excited. Yes. So I called Little Caesars probably, I don't know, I would want to say 15 times yesterday. Couldn't yeah. get through a single time. Their <laughs> line was just busy. I did not talk to anybody there. I could not talk to anybody there. Okay. Um, but he did say that we got a drone photo that was in the paper today. Okay. You can just see people standing outside waiting six feet apart from each other it's like a high of I want to say 12 yesterday it's probably like eight degrees out people are waiting for little Caesars it's insane okay so I was um doing some shopping yesterday last minute Christmas shopping stuff basically actually I'm I'm really good with my shopping right now I was just having to get like some wrapping paper and stuff but with that in mind as I was leaving because I was near the mall I was driving, I was, I was, I literally drove past uh, Little Caesars and the line of people standing was going around the building, which was crazy. Like you yeah. said, it was like 
eight degrees out probably at that time with the wind chill, which makes it even worse. But yeah. on top of that, as I was driving, I was in the far right lane. And I said, why am, why is there no, why is traffic not moving? I didn't realize the turn to get into Little Caesars because it's by Dickie's Barbecue now. That like was a whole, the whole right lane was just a waiting lane. It was an extension of the drive-through line that they had. Wow. So I eventually realized what was going on. I did. I couldn't until I got until I got close enough up. I didn't realize that's what I actually didn't know. That's where Little Caesars even was. Um, yeah. But as I noticed that, I had to get into the left lane and drive by him. But it was insane. I would say that was around five thirty. So it was pretty. It was pretty wild. And uh, we're recording this on Thursday. It will be out obviously on Friday, like we usually do. But so this was on Wednesday night when it opened. But it was absolutely wild. Like I couldn't believe it. I mean, I get it. Like it's pizza. Everybody missed little Caesars, but it's also like five degrees out. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I even called, I called the town of Plattsburgh zoning department to just to see if they could tell me who owns a place so I could talk to the owner. So, sure. you know, if you're listening owner, we'd love to do a story with you, Yeah. but um, just give me a call. But anyway, <laughs> so I, I called them and they left me a message today, this morning um, that I listened to. And they were like, you know, people are really excited about this. They're more excited than when Kohl's came. So like, this is a really big deal for yeah. people. Oh, oh, I, I, I agree. Uh, my favorite thing from Little Caesars is the crazy bread. That is my, that is my favorite yeah. thing they have there. It's funny. I, I mean, I don't mind the pizza. Um, it's, it's good pizza. It's fine. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's pizza. Who doesn't like pizza? But yeah. the, the other things that they have, like the crazy bread and some of their desserts and things of that nature, uh, those are, those are, uh, sinful <laughs> it is it is interesting like or no it's surprising i guess how good their stuff is for how little you pay for it yeah so that, yeah. that's always surprising to me yeah and everybody's but, um, especially nowadays everybody's looking for a bargain yeah and i know we keep we keep talking about this but just really quickly one last thing my um i told jill this story yesterday but <laughs> little caesars is near and dear to the delisle household because okay. my parents met working at a little caesars oh <laughs> the one wow. that used to be there was one that used to be in Beekman Town, right next to the Beekman Town High School. It's okay. like a little shack that's there now. I don't think anything is in there. Maybe storage. I don't know. Sure. But um, so both my parents were going to school at Potsdam at the time. They were both in college. All right. Went to school, came back home for winter break, met working at Little Caesars. Like didn't meet at Potsdam, <laughs> even though they had like similar friends and stuff. It was yeah. just a cool story. That's but, no, that's that's awesome. So we have a little we have a little love story at, at Little Caesars. Yes, <laughs> a little love story. Maybe when you write your story, you can have a sidebar about the Delisle the Delisle connection at Little Caesars. I don't know if anyone really cares that much, but <laughs> do. anyway, would be great. <laughs> um, in in less exciting business news, though, I heard well, Lois, um, our former editor, Lois Claremont, tweeted yeah. that Hollister is closing. Apparently, there's signs up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was also told, I, I mean, I don't have much knowledge of this, but I was also told Victoria's Secrets is out on the mall too. I was just going to say that. Yeah. So yeah. Victoria's Secret closed not too long ago either. Okay. Um, and they've moved like their fan zone store yeah. into that place. I don't know what's going to go into Hollister, but. Oh, so the fan zone thing is still there. It's just in a different store. Yeah. It's in, it's oh. kind of goofy, like not, not to pick on it, but <laughs> so it's in the Victoria's Secret spot. And, um, I don't know if they're planning on doing this in the future or what's, what's the, I don't know what the plan is, yeah. but right now they currently have those uh, Victoria's Secret pink, like polka dots 
on like the wall still, but it's like <laughs> like the fan zone stuff. And it's in all there. sports stuff. That's really yeah. Cool. It's kind of goofy, but. <laughs> and thank you okay. for thank you for completely. I did. I wasn't sure when I came out of my mouth, but you didn't even make notice that I said Victoria's Secrets. Um, it's Vic no, I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You know, it, it's Victor. It, there's multiple secrets. Who knows? Everybody yes. still, I still wonder. I don't know what the secret is. I don't know what it is either. I don't think we're supposed to know. I think that's the whole point of it being a secret. I guess, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I also did hear that some Bath and Body Works might be closing across the country. I don't know if ours is going to be affected. I reached out to oh, try wow. to see, mm -hmm. but that's something. And I know JCPenney, um, they're closing a lot of their locations too, but I heard we weren't on that list. Okay. So that's good. But um, yeah, more stuff happening at the mall. Um. And I think that's all I had, to be oh, cool. honest with you. Okay. Well, that's perfect. Oh, yeah. Did um, anything happen sports related? No, I mean, well, there, there was actually, you know what? Yes. And we were going to mention it. I'm trying to, oh yeah. Cause the news didn't come out until Friday. Um, so it was when our last episode did come out. So the New York state public high school athletic association um, decided they wanted to support the movie groundhog day and um, continue to do the same thing that happened last year. Oh, I was um, like, what are you getting at? Okay, yeah. I got it. So you have you ever seen that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so literally what happened last year is the same thing that happened this year regarding winter sports as far as the, the state championships are concerned. Um, the winter state championships after what would be sectional play. So after the section seven playoffs are concerned, that would be it for the winter this year. Um, they don't want to have state playoffs because they don't want to have the components of travel, people staying in hotels, restaurants, and you know, eating in restaurants, just cross-state travel, things of that nature, and very distant communities interacting with other communities that are far apart from throughout the state. Um, that was one of the main things that they sourced as to their decision-making, as well as the fact that COVID cases are skyrocketing. Um, it doesn't take a rocket scientist or a mathematician to see that the numbers are going up. Um, yeah. So, Unfortunately for this year, there will not be any state playoffs, um, but there is still hope for a regular season like we saw with the fall. Um, but the issue now is the high risk sports, which for section seven include basketball, hockey and wrestling, which let's face it, those are the mainstream sports around here. Um, and that's no discredit to track or, or, or um, bowling or, or boys swimming in the winter. Um, it's just that's the nature of the beast. A lot of people are invested in, in basketball, hockey and, and uh, wrestling. Um, yeah. So those sports are not allowed to get going at all right now. There is no date for them to start at this point. Originally, January 4th was supposed to be the start date for uh, the high risk sports, but that got moved back. From my, from my, from my point of view, I don't think NISFA should have ever even set a date to have it. To, to have yeah. them start because now now everyone's disappointed um i get it maybe at the time they thought that was a realistic date um but we all heard everyone was saying like you know there's going to be a second wave this or that um so you know it doesn't come as a shock but it's still disappointing it's kind of the same concept as the border closure it's, it's yeah and so that that was a big that was actually some pretty big news in sports um and right now other than that um, good news is the bowling season has actually gotten underway. Uh, the, there, I believe there are six bowling teams within the Champlain Valley Athletic Conference. They are practicing all at North Bowl, I do believe, um, unless Willsboro might be bowling down at their lanes down in Willsboro. Um, it's actually called Willsboro Lanes, I'm pretty sure. 
but um so so there is bowling going on right now as far as indoor track is concerned the main issue is the track teams i believe have been practicing to a certain extent but they use the plattsburgh state fieldhouse for their meets and right now the plattsburgh state fieldhouse is not available to them so they're still trying to figure out whether or not they can hold meets as far as that's concerned um, and for the other low to moderate risk sport that is potent, that could potentially be going on right now that is not currently is boys swimming. The only two schools that participate in section seven for that are Plattsburgh High and Osable. So those two schools are both remote, right? Actually, I'm sorry, is Plattsburgh still remote or are they back in school? I honestly don't know. Okay. Well, yeah, regardless, the situation with swimming is that's not going to start until at least after the new year at this point. Um, okay. So as far as that's, Osable's uh, remote right now anyways, so they wouldn't probably entertain that even if they could. Um, but it looks like boys swim will start after the new year. So a lot still left up in the air. A lot can change as we've learned that each day something can change. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, otherwise, sports wise, local scene's pretty quiet, honestly. Um, it's more I'm excited for some national stuff. The NBA starts next Tuesday, so I'm pretty pumped up about that. My Brooklyn, yeah. my Brooklyn Nets are supposed to have a pretty good year this year, so I'm pretty pumped up about that. Um, I will be locked into their opening game on Tuesday. Um, but otherwise, no, I mean, it's pretty quiet. Um, so enjoy the uh, national sports scene because the local sports scene is pretty quiet right now. So unfortunately <laughs> for, all the, uh, for all the sports fans, that's, uh, that's pretty much what's going on. But to wrap things up real quick. So we talked about it briefly last week. And last night when I was talking with Mackenzie, I was texting her just trying to figure out when we wanted to do the pod today. Um, I said, hey, we should talk about like a funny story that we had from our college newspaper. And, and she's like, okay, yeah, I'll think of one. I don't know. So <laughs> do you have a funny college newspaper story that you want to share with us? Um, I have something quick I can share. Okay. I don't know. I don't think it's that funny, but <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> I did want to just preface this with in case people don't know this already, which they might, and it might not be to any surprise to anyone. Okay. Um, I didn't go to school to be a journalism major. I mm-hmm. went to school and I earned a creative writing degree. Yeah. So newspaper stuff like wasn't even on I mean it was a little on my radar but I didn't like get totally invested into my newspaper like a lot of you guys did I can tell because you guys talk about like cardinal points and Karen talks about her experience a lot like I wasn't really that invested in it I did it a little bit for fun but I didn't really like become a part of the team and whatever else so um the funniest thing I could think of was this one time I was assigned a story Actually, as I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you a different one that I thought okay. it's better. Okay, okay. I got okay. I got one. So <laughs> I think this was actually the first story that I that I got assigned. It was to go to a haunted um, walk that they were doing at the the Broome County Zoo. Which, okay. yeah, I think yeah, whatever. <laughs> so there's like this there's like the a point. zoo yeah, in, sure, in sure. the county, and and they had me go there. And so they basically set it up so it's like what you would usually walk during the day. They made it spooky. There are people hiding like it was just like a haunted house, but like you had to like walk for like a long time. Cause it was like through like the whole zoo and it was very right. intense. There were like different areas and things. And I had to go with this guy that I had never met before because he was our photographer. And they're like, you have to go with a photographer. So I was like, okay. So this guy's probably like, my brother is six, four for reference. So I think this guy was probably around like six, two, six, three, like he was pretty tall. Okay. And we got there, like randomly met each other and just had to like go on this this scary walk that like I was freaking out because I knew I was going to be scared. Like I don't like scary things all that much. Sure. So we're walking through this whole thing and then we're, we're kind of nervous. I can tell he's nervous too. And so like we're feeding <laughs> off of each other's like nervous energy. 
And then we get into this room of like mirrors and stuff where there's like the strobe lights and people just like appearing out of nowhere and stuff. And there's this one point where this girl dressed up in Halloween, whatever, jumps around the corner, scares the crap out of us. And this guy literally grabs my hand and pulls me out of the place, <laughs> like literally like drags me because he's screaming at the top of his lungs. Yeah. And that that's my story. But it was okay. horrible. And I had to write about it. And it, I used some corny headline like lions and whatever the lions and tigers thing. and bears oh my yes yeah. <laughs> and, and like added like a screams or something in there too it was I, super super lame but hey, you that's know, my I mean, story that's what you gotta do and what was the name of your uh, newspaper pipe hope or what was it pipe dream it was it was it was it was it was founded in the 70s if you couldn't okay. tell yeah so. so that so that make that makes sense then and i think yeah. what did kara say she was the defender or something like yes. that so yeah that's I, what I, I like pipe dream i think that i think that's a good i think that's a good one i think that's a good one so yeah. i was going to share a story but i think what will be actually better is we're going to do an epic tease so stay tuned for segment two okay. coming up with ben Rowe and jolo jola templio and I will share one of my funny stories from Cardinal Points. But for now, I think this was good. We, I mean, I told, I told Mackenzie before this started, I said, Mackenzie, just go give the update. I'll be the sounding board. I'll provide color commentary. And I think we did a pretty good job. I think so too. I yeah. think, I think it's so, all right. Not that, I mean, I miss Kara, yeah. but I don't mean that. But yeah, no, it's good. Okay. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good chemistry. So at least we know yeah. if Kara falls off the face of the earth, we can we can still keep quick hits going. Like it's. It, Let's it, hope it, she doesn't. <laughs> well, just in case, you never know. Okay. All right. <laughs> but otherwise, we will have. I think we will have Kara back next week. And also, too, we're gonna have to try and figure out what we're gonna do next week because of Christmas and everything going on. I don't think we should really be doing a true a podcast on Christmas. <laughs> so maybe we'll do one a little bit earlier in the week. Chris, the Christmas Eve, the Christmas Eve podcast. Yeah, so we'll do something. Uh, you know what? Maybe we'll release it on Christmas Eve and we'll tell like okay. Christmas stories or something. Who knows? Maybe in place, maybe in place. We'll, oh, we'll do a little. Kara uh, wanted to do Christmas yes, stories. Yes. She did say that. Okay, so that's maybe, right. So maybe we'll do a little Christmas story thing next week. I think that'll be fun. Yeah. So anyway, stay tuned for next week. Something Christmassy is going to be happening. Absolutely. So anyways, <laughs> we'll stay tuned. Segment two coming up right now. And we are back with episode 21 of the Press Pass podcast. Now we got Jolo, editor-in-chief Jolo Templio, and the maestro, and Benny Boy, night editor Ben Rowe. I am sports editor Joey LaFranca. We're back. A little roundtable action. How are we doing, boys? Joey Bats, doing good. Ben? I'm taking a peek behind the counter this week, looking at all the waves and technology. Yes. This is a very technical technical process here. It's a very technical process, as we've realized throughout the day today. But um, everything is uh, looks like uh, we're having a little vaccine action going on for the COVID vaccine. But yeah, what's it, but what's... first. Um, <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. We got the I'm random ex- story. I'm excited. You guys should be excited. We now have Little Caesars. I know in Plattsburgh. So back again. I was actually talking about this with the earlier portion of the podcast with Mackenzie. I was finishing up some last-minute shopping, and I was driving uh, past the mall area, and I was in the right-hand lane um, traveling toward Route Three, and all of a sudden traffic stopped. Nothing standstill, and I'm like, "What is going on?" And then I realized I was in the line 
that was conveniently backed up so far for Little Caesars for the drive through <laughs> it was now just in the road. So I had to go to the left-handed side. I had to shift over lanes. Um, it was packed there yesterday. It was probably around 5 o'clock or so when I saw that. Unbelievable. So. We had a photo in today's paper of people, about 20 people, waiting in line outside mm. in the parking lot for Little Caesars in 5-degree temperatures. Oh, boy. It's incredible. Breaking it, news. People think the coronavirus cure is the vaccine shot. No, actually, the coronavirus cure is Little Caesars pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I mean... Little Caesars is okay. Yeah, I grew up on Little Caesars, and um, as we wrote, as we reported today, the one in Kmart was yes. the one that it was. You mm-hmm. go in, you do some shoe shopping, some little stuff, and then you go over to the Kmart right inside the store. They 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 had that pizza with the bacon wrapped around it. I did <laughs> I not see that. that. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of their crazy bread. Yeah, I think the crazy bread is really good. The pizza. Eh. You know, it is what it is. Well, like, it's, it's it's no monopole pizza. <laughs> it, it's yeah, nothing. It's crazy though. You have like people waiting outside, lines in the road. Yeah, uh, and it's really cold out <laughs> for for a chain franchise. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like somebody was telling me earlier today. Kind of like Taco Bell. There's a, like a, a massive, almost cult following. I was going to say a cult following. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if you wanted to say that or not, but yeah, it's true. It's it, what it seems like to me, and. I give people a lot of credit for standing outside in what five degrees, eight degrees. Credit, God they're knows, crazy. God knows what. The, <laughs> I mean, this one way, <laughs> I mean, props to them. They're better than I am. You still um, get pizza, pizza, two pizzas. Pizza, pizza. Um, <laughs> I, have, I don't know. You leave the mall, you're done shopping, you see, oh, we're hungry, bring the kids, we'll yeah. see this right there. I didn't even know that's where it was until yesterday. I knew it was coming back. I just never had really thought about where the location was. Um, and so, I should have made Blockbuster into a pizza. <laughs> but did know. did Mac- I, Mackenzie said she told you the story of her parents and Little Caesars? Uh, I didn't hear that story. Oh, maybe she didn't. I'll have to hear it in the podcast. I guess. Maybe she was going to. Well, to to if you, if you for some reason are listening to the second half of the podcast, <laughs> but not the first half. I don't know why, but if you are. She Mackenzie said her parents actually met oh, at yes, Little yes. Caesars. She did tell me. Okay, uh, okay. So there's a love connection going on at Little Caesars. Nobody yeah. said Little Caesars at Romet. When, <laughs> when Little Caesars was first here back in the 80s, yeah. I actually worked there for a month delivering pizzas and driving for them. How was that? Um, it, I got to know the roads of Plattsburgh very well. <laughs> I bet you did. Yeah. And with, how did that work back in the day with like no GPS and things of that nature? Uh, yeah, that, I drove my own car. Do you have an atlas? Uh, I mean, the city of Plattsburgh. It's about that. Hard. Well, I mean, yeah. no, there was a big map on the wall in the store. Okay, so cool. You looked at it before you left. So there was an atlas involved. But I, yeah. But I mean, there's only so many places on Breaker Hop that you can bring some pizza down to. So. And that's when I learned that Plattsburgh, the way it was designed with its roads, is kind of weird. It's like everything's it is, in it a is. triangle. You're right. Instead of parallel. <laughs> yeah. No, you're absolutely you're absolutely right. And see the issue that I would feel like is if you accidentally had the wrong house or something and you go up to somebody's house and you go, Hello, here's your pizza, if they didn't order it, I th- they might take it. It's pizza. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, I didn't have any of those mm-hmm. issues. But they might have to, <laughs> and they could be like, Oh, I prepaid, you know, you know. But back in the day, who knows? No, no, who knows? The, uh, you're Good tips, good tips, delivering yeah, it wasn't pizza? Bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, did it for a little while. But I used my own car, which wasn't in great shape. Okay. And I, I, that was rough. Do you, have to wear, do you have to wear a uniform? No. 
No. So no. you could just wear whatever you no, wanted. It's pretty casual. What'd you wear in the eighties? What was your go to like look? Leather jacket. Le- all leather? <laughs> Tracksuit. Tracksuit, Adidas jumpsuit, like run no, DMC. No, didn't do that much of that. Okay. <laughs> no, they used to have those uh Do you have the slick back hair? Yes, we've Sometimes. seen that. Yeah. Members only the, jacket. The senior oh photo. yeah. <laughs> See that's actually a good look then. So you were you look you look sharp delivering the pizza. Uh, oh, delivering the pizza? No, I was dressed. <laughs> I was dressed down. Joe walks up down. Joe walks up to a door. Pizza, pizza. Here's your little Caesar's pizza. Here's your little pizza. And they had just came out with those uh, like oven bags. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. To put to the pizzas in uh, to keep it warm. Yeah. Science. It was interesting. In that, yeah. Well. But yeah. I guess that's surprisingly that's the second most exciting thing to happen this week. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we thing. wish them well, and we welcome Little Caesars yes. to Plattsburgh <laughs> once yes. again. Maybe we'll, the... maybe we'll have to make that a Friday night pizza. Yeah, night yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, little 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 Caesars pizza. This uh, this week's episode of Press Pass podcast brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> but in other news and more serious news, and certainly good news is the vaccine. Um, we're here. starting to see it actually come out and. People are getting it. People are getting it. <laughs> yes, it is big news. Um, the first uh, vaccines were given out nationally um, and locally as well yeah. this week. Um, a longtime nurse at CVPH was the first one to get it. And the hospital, I believe they got initial, uh, initially were allotted 975 doses, mm-hmm. which needs to be shared with other regional hospitals, including... Okay. Um, Samaritan Hospital in Watertown. I didn't realize this. So Watertown Healthcare's have to drive about 150 miles here to get their shots. Wow. Um, That's kind of crazy. This is interesting. Um, so hopefully... Well, more yes, the CVPH is one of the hub um, locations right. for the vaccinations. And hopefully more will be on its way mm-hmm. um, and distributed uh, as quickly as possible. And hopefully it works. Yeah. I told Mackenzie in the earlier part of the podcast, I saw a tweet and it was a video, the typical NBA countdown music they play when they show before a game, they show like a player walking into the arena and going into the locker room. And instead of, instead of the player, it was the, they had the audio, but it was a doctor carrying the vaccine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was pretty good. And <laughs> I also, and I also saw today, Somebody used the same video, but they dubbed it with um, John Cena's entrance for his <laughs> for his WWE um, wrestling matches. So that was pretty cool. So the champ is here. We'll see if the champ can remain the champ. I mean, you got to say this: the Spanish flu didn't have nearly as good of memes as the yes. COVID nineteen era did. But is um the yeah the I mean, it's not quite to the day where like we can celebrate that we all got the shot, but it's getting there. Yeah. Know, we're starting to get it out there. And... Yeah, and one of the things about this, I mean, there's going to be debate going on about uh, whether people will take it or not, sure. or what their concerns are with the vaccine being developed so quickly. Um, others are just anti-vaxxers and, you know, it's might hard be to hard. Them out. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Others, and another segment that we talked about this week a little bit was those who are just afraid of needles. Yeah. Now, the Pointer Institute came out <laughs> this week with an item saying news desks should be mindful of running photographs of people getting needles stuck in their arms. Really? Because it could scare somebody and make them hesitant wow. to get the vaccine. I think we ran pictures of needles in arms four oh, days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> but how else would you illustrate that? Well, 
I don't, yeah, I don't know. No, I you mean, get the nurses. Well, I saw, I, I, being, you know, as Joey, a fellow paginator, can talk to, one of the biggest jobs on the getting these scripts together is picking the right photo. Yeah. Is that we get from the Associated Press, like, usually an article has, like, a good one has six, seven photos to choose from. Yeah. And you pick some, and you're like, oh, that's a dud. And then you pick one, and it's like, yeah, that's the front page. <laughs> and there was one of, like, the nerds kind of looking at the camera, sitting next to the first lady to get it, and they're like, well, that's not very exciting. <laughs> that's not his- that's not history, just them smiling there. Then you get one where it's needle and arm, and it's like, yeah, that's that's the history. But yeah. then, yes, it's the- also I do know that there are some people that, yeah, really, really don't like shots. <laughs> I I think the biggest thing about the vaccine, whether you're either scared about needles or you're just anti-vaccine, look at it big picture, maybe reconsider things, look at everything that's gone on around the world, and hopefully realize that this hopefully will be a huge defense against a, a, well, the pandemic, and it's been terrible. Are you afraid of needles? No. Liar. Not at all. You know what I actually like hate? more than anything else because it have i had to deal with it so much as a kid i got strep a lot as a kid i hate the strep test that thing's that's terrible. uncomfortable they like the strep test well they like take a little swab and they like kind of like back swab at the back of your throat and oh. it just always makes you gag <laughs> that that is actually worse than in my opinion than getting a shot um so that's what i there's two things that i hate as far as doctor stuff is concerned actually three the strep test X-rays at the doctor uh, at the dentists, um, but it's but they actually change that so they don't have to put those paper things in the back uh-huh. of your mouth. And the other thing, they put that lead vest on you. Yes, <laughs> to protect you. <laughs> and then the final thing is anything eye doctor related. Yes. I wear glasses because I hate touching my eyes or anyone else touching my eyes. It's here, Basically, look, one of my pet peeves. Look in here. If you see that little hot air balloon, just keep on staring at that. Yeah. And it's like, ah. And then, yeah. <laughs> Shut the when I was, when I was. Well, you wouldn't like my life, man. <laughs> no. I've been, I've been wearing contacts and had eye problems for 40 years. When I, um. You get used to it. Yeah, I know. I know. I just, I can't really get over that initial hump. No. But when I was mm, probably in seventh or eighth grade, I tried getting contacts. This is how, how far the process went. It involved me going to the doctor's office, the eye doctor's office, and doing test runs and putting contacts in. I couldn't even do that. It got to the point where the doctor had to, like, hold me down in a chair and try and stick the contact in my eye. And I said to myself at that point, well, if we're getting to this point, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this myself. So, Lo and behold, that's why I still have the glasses look, and I'm fine with it. I'm good. You're too young. No, I just... I. I'm still like, it's, it's just bad. I, I don't, I don't like touching my eyes. I don't like seeing other people touch their eyes. It's just, it's one of those things. Well, I would encourage you to get the coronavirus <laughs> vaccine when it's available. Yes. I they, they don't shoot it into your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If there was a shot into my eye, that would be a interesting dilemma. But and I think even at that point I would do that. But and surprisingly, we did call the um, press poking readers on the Facebook page about, you know, yo, the vaccine is here, are you going to get it? Mm-hmm. And I was personally kind of surprised that there was quite a few, yeah, I'm going to get it. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm excited. And the most that most people got was, let's wait and see what the first couple people that get it, what happens to them. Sure. You know, are they uncomfortable? What are their reactions? 
And that, again, as we said, I think in today's editorial, right, Joe, was um, that we can understand some hesitancy. This is science. Science is kind of freaky sometimes. So if you want to wait a little bit, talk to your doctors, say, um, you know, um, this is all cool, then we get that. And um, as my mom and I were talking about the other days, that by the time most of us get it, thousands of people will have gotten it. Yeah. And even beyond the, the trials, but even, you know, just normal people out in the world will have gotten it. And short of like, oh, my God, you know, they're all breaking out in hives or something like that, you know, um, if thousands of people have gotten it, if 10,000 people have gotten it, they've been fine, then I like those odds. What <laughs> medication gives me hives, Ben? Do you remember? Um, no, wait, is it like Lexapro or something No, like no, Zithromax. Zithromax. Ben asked me the other day, he's like, are you learning to antibiotic, right? Yeah, I can't, what was it for again? Um, when I was, z -pack. Oh, it's for pink yeah. eye. Yeah, something pink eye, and <laughs> I think there were some other things, because it wasn't, I wasn't being treated for pink eye, but um, when I was little, apparently, like very little, because I don't even remember this, I, they, I was prescribed Zithromax, and I broke out in hives, and my parents didn't know, like, what was going on at the time, and they're like, why do you have hives, and, like, it turned out to be the Zithromax, so, uh, when I had my second concussion in high school, concussions will explain a lot now for people who didn't know, yes. but, um, my second concussion, it really, I really was knocked, knocked out pretty good, so when I was at the doctor's office, afterward being evaluated at the hospital, I should say, the doctor goes, are you allergic to any medications? And I go, no, no. And this is when I was a freshman in high school. And uh, my mom then goes, oh, he's, he's allergic to Zithromax. Zithromax. And just like kept, kept saying that. He's like, you can't give him Zithromax. So I'll always remember that. I thought that was really funny. And the I mean, doctor's probably like, okay, man. We're, 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 we're <laughs> it was, I don't know. You know, it was, I just had really, really Never bad, know. had really bad hives. So that's but, why you can't have that. So. But no, so yeah. And, and the news has said is that um, if you're susceptible to allergies and yeah. stuff, then take it easy, wait a little bit. And, yeah, heavy pen. But, and obviously, um, just like with any vaccine, there's going to be allergic reactions. Yeah, it's that happens with everything. So, so it's just you're just, gonna have to. We're just gonna have to find out. But as um, I was kind of surprised as um, in today an article by Robin said that there are some people that seem to be under the impression that now the shots are going around, it's time to take off the masks and no, go to the beach no, and party. And no. so, well, first of all, definitely don't go to the beach now because well, but is that that's until, not a good idea until. A good portion of us get the shot. We still have to do the distancing. We still have to wear the masks. Still got to do all that stuff. So, um, you know, it's the beginning of the end, but um, hold out hope a little bit. And, um, speaking of hope, um, again, Christmas is one week away. Yeah, yeah. How are we doing on the shopping? What's the update? We're we're on schedule. We're on, what's on what's on schedule? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're not uh, off schedule. Okay, okay, well, that's fair enough. Ben? Um, still got a weekend. Okay, okay. That's not very encouraging. <laughs> you two have not, you disappoint me. You no, disappoint it's me. all good, it's all good. Good, well, that's a, well, that's a plus then. Um, I had a funny uh, segment. By the way, you two, don't feel you need to go overboard on my gift this year. Don't worry. We already got, we actually already have you taken care of. We got, we got Little Caesars on it right now. <laughs> Little Caesars is on it right now. Um, but, so, the funny thing that I wanted to talk about with you guys, and I, we talked about, I talked about it with Mackenzie earlier, and this is kind of going to be a theme, one theme of the podcast. 
funny college newspaper stories that come to mind right away. Do you guys have any that you would like to share? Ooh, college newspaper Like a, memor- a memorable college newspaper story. That's not fair. Why not? Because it's so long ago for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's got to be some moment that sticks out like, oh my God, this was really cringeworthy. Back and I can day. tell you, Joe, as the timekeeper of the press, it wasn't that long ago. It was only like, what, yeah. 30 years? Well, I was sports editor in 1983, 84. Okay, that's, okay. A, that's, that's quite a while. <laughs> it's a while ago. <laughs> and I remember, yes, I, I remember, well, here's a story. Yes. Um, at the time, we did all the layout by hand, mm-hmm. you know, with the stencils and the exacto mm-hmm. knives and cutting the wax paper and everything. Yep. And, uh, of course... All the sports teams, men's and women's, are called Cardinals. Yes. Uh-huh. So, uh, for putting in headlines uh, for like women's basketball, I remember one time I wrote "Lady Cards Beat Tony Hunter." Yep. And one of the other editors was there, say, and said, "You can't do that." I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Lady is derogatory. Mm-hmm. You can't use that term." Right. I said, "That's what it says on their uniforms." Mm-hmm. No, it's true. <laughs> Um, he's like, no, you, you, according to AP, you can't use it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, what am I going to do? How do I, it's an identifier. How am I going to distinguish between the men's basketball team and the women's basketball team? And it says, we got a photo with the uniform that says Lady Card. Yeah. So we had a, a, quite a discussion about that. And eventually, um, it came to pass that we did something different and we stopped using Lady Cards. Okay. But that was my first introduction to something like that yeah i always for any type of female sport i stay away from that that's it i'm especially now i never do lady anything lady cars lady uh lady eagles and i know there are some people who still like say that even some teams say that like you can hear teams go like you know one two three lady eagles or something like that yeah um but i don't know that's just not a it's, it's something I've always stayed away from in headlines or any type of writing, but just in general, I always thought it was I always I always thought it was kind of frowned upon and something I stay away from. But it's interesting that that narrative started all the way back way then. back when. Yeah, yep. uh, I remember it. Learned a lesson. And it's true though, there are uniforms I think still to this yeah. day on some teams that say like "lady so and so." Yeah. You know, so that it's interesting. That is one thing that I had to learn teasing. Um, Sports stories in the front page is yeah the all the different sports yep. terminology and yep. yes you know girls versus women's sports and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So. Yeah, and that is one thing that is always an interesting thing that I have to pay attention to is sometimes when you're talking about different things you can say like boys instead of men by accident or girls instead of women by accident because you know we cut co- like for myself I cover high school stuff and college stuff and. Usually when you go to college, it becomes women. And before that, it's girl sports. But it's like, you can't just say like, oh, I'm covering female sports or I'm covering male sports. That just sounds weird. Like, you got to... It's a gentleman's league. Um, But like, things like that. So that's always an interesting dilemma. So interesting to know that that long ago that that was a narrative. But Ben, give us a a funny... By the way, all three of us were on Cardinal Points newspaper at Plattsburgh State. Hmm. Well, what paper was McKenzie on? <laughs> Actually, that's the, it was in it was in Binghamton. <laughs> went to Binghamton it was yeah. called it was called Pipe Dream. <laughs> really? Yes. Is that like a, a so she had told me. Yeah, yeah. Newspaper? It, was made, it was made. She said it was made in the seventies, so wow. it makes sense. But the funny, part, 
the funny part was I was trying to, because she mentioned it the previous week, and that's why I came up with this idea to talk about it. But I for some reason, I said, what was the name of your paper? Uh, pipe Hope? <laughs> and she goes, no, it's uh, Pipe Dream. And I said, okay, fair that enough. That makes almost fair sense. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, we'll, have, we'll definitely have to listen to the um, Mackenzie Kara Power. Yeah, it's, it's just Mackenzie. Yeah, because <laughs> Kara was off today. But, but um, one of my proudest moments in my tenure on Cardinal Points was when we sent out uh, rookie reporter Eric Dixon um, out to do a segment where he raided all of the campus bathrooms at SUNY Plattsburgh <laughs> and um, raided them on cleanliness, on fragrance, on location. Oh, rated. Yes, I rate, thought, as in okay. rating on a scale. So not rated like no, just went into the bathrooms and went, surprise! No, <laughs> but we came up with the, con- the comprehensive breakdown of the best bathrooms on campus. Okay. And a couple that come to mind, one in the Angel College Center, if you go down near the computer labs, down near the library, and you head downstairs, there's this one that's tucked away over near some vending machines. Nice privacy. Not a bunch of freshmen know about it. It's kind of a nice little sure. uh, cavernous um, hideaway bathroom. Yep. Um, another one that's nice is it's the ones up in um, Hawkins Hall, on the top floor of Hawkins Hall. They're okay. very wide open. They're very well lit. <laughs> Um, Well-lit bathrooms are important. Yes, and again, um, they don't get that much foot traffic, so those are nice. Um, The ones in Myers um, Fine Arts Building, those ones, again, pretty tucked away. You don't want the ones that are the main, like, like the one on the ACC by the the former help desk. The cesspool. Yes, and it gets a lot of, you know... It's a lot of foot traffic. Yes, is that, you know, there's this high coronavirus risk if you (laughs) were to go into those ones. You know, now that I think about it, for the life of me, I can't remember where the bathrooms were in CV Hall. Um, I don't know. There, there were a couple. Um, it is had to the, be. The, yeah, they well, weren't. Yeah, yeah. They weren't. They're not great. I would <laughs> so that's they, where I spent most of my time. In interesting. That, that building. I, yeah, oh, I, oh, I, oh, I thought you meant you spent that, most of your time in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I can't remember the bathrooms. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're on the second floor, and I think they're they're rather cramped. The small windows just... just that used to be scene. the hospital. Yes, I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my hundred years ago. My, my funniest bathroom story is... I mean, it's, just, it's not like a story, but it's just a collective thing that happened over time was... So when I was in journalism, the department was in Ward Hall. Still is in Ward mm-hmm. Hall. So downstairs, there was a bathroom. It's just a one-stall one, one per, like a one stall bathroom. People had to wait. But upstairs, where the teacher's offices are... In the far right corner, there's a bathroom, and it's very nice. Not a lot of people go in there. Usually only the teachers go in there. As students at the time, especially on Cardinal Points, you spend a lot of time in Ward Hall, so if you have to, nice. use, the, if you have to use the facilities or anything, that's where you would go. But we always thought to ourselves, like, is this a bathroom only for, like, the professors? Is it supposed to be, like, just for them? Are, are we wrong to be using this? Are we, like, doing something wrong? So we referred to it as the executive bathroom. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so there would be times where, especially me and some of my friends, when we would have various Snapchats and people people would be like, and you just see a picture of like a bathroom stall and they'd be like, oh, they're in the executive bathroom. So it was always really funny. And that is my, uh, that is my little college case. bathroom story. <laughs> and yes, and, and shout out to the people on the very top floor of the Angel Center, the old Cardinal Points offices. Mm-hmm. 
There used to be a... Did Joe use those ones? Yes, we did. Yes. There was a water fountain at the end of the hall down there, and out of laziness or frustration, shout out to the staffers over the years who, in desperation, used the broken down water fountain <laughs> in a desperate bathroom attempt. So. Oh my god. We didn't do that. <laughs> but well, downstairs, we're you know where the lot. elevator that took yes. you up to uh-huh. the Cardinal, old Cardinal Points office? Well, mm-hmm. in across from there is, of course, I guess it's called the Point. Or yes. Sundowner now? The down- um, yes. The Downer. It used yeah. to be the Point, the campus mm-hmm. bar. Mm-hmm. And those bathrooms right there not high quality, I assume. Well, after a night of heavy drinking, sometimes <laughs> people would use the bathroom for oh boy, uh, uh, re- relief purposes, <laughs> extracurriculars. It could be messy. <laughs> it's like a that's like a bacchanal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but to any um to any city Plattsburgh um administrators with the podcast, the campus does a fine job of maintaining cleanliness in their bathrooms. Yes. Overall, so. so my and my favorite cardinal point stories. I have two small ones. One is. There was a time where we, there was a segment in the sports section called In the Cards, and it would profile like a specific athlete, and it would be more than just reporting on a game or how a team's doing. You would do a profile on a certain player on a team. Okay, so I was covering the women's soccer team, and their goalie at the time, Nicole Gibson, she was a freshman goalie. She was a very good standout, and it was just a unique angle. Freshman goalie contributing so early to the team, blah, blah, blah. So we covered, we, we, I, I did it in the cards on her, did a feature on her. Now, part of in the cards at the time was the multimedia department also kind of teamed up with the reporter and did a video portion of it as well. Now, the reporter still had to ask the questions and the multimedia person had to like do recordings, get B-roll, things of that nature. So my friend, David Lucis, who, um, he was the multimedia person, we went to a practice one night. And Tanya Armelino, the women's soccer coach there, she was awesome. She was like, oh, do whatever you want. Roam the practice. It's all good. So at one point, um, David decides to get this cool shot where he's like behind the net and he's got the camera framed really well where the net is um, like kind of framing Nicole. Now, he decides to go in the net because they're just doing like this little, they're just doing this little drill where it's just like heading the ball punching the ball over the net. All of a sudden, the drills change. David's still in the net. They're doing hardcore shooting practice, and he's in there. I'm watching this all develop, and he's in there trying to get B-roll. Meanwhile, he's, like, dodging soccer balls left and right (laughs) because there's a lot of rapid shots going on, and he comes out afterward. He goes, I just got killed by soccer ball, but this is great footage. Yeah, I was going to say, that would be a great shot. (laughs) So there was that. Now, my other story regards uh, is in reference to men's hockey and just interacting with Plattsburgh State, longtime Plattsburgh State men's hockey coach Bob Emery. The first time I ever interacted with him, I was scared to death. He just was a very intimidating person. You know, going to Plattsburgh State games in the past, you could see how crazy he could be on the bench sometimes. So I interview him the first time and he's cool. Like he's fine. He's very serious though. He gives me his phone number for future reference so I can get in contact with him. And he goes, now that's just for you. You don't give that to anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, okay, no problem. So I go, I cover the team throughout the year. The last game that I cover that year, it's SUNYAC Championship. Geneseo against Plattsburgh State at Plattsburgh State. Plattsburgh State had a great season. They got crushed. 7-1, to one, Geneseo just steamrolled them. 
After the game was over, I was walking down into that tunnel, and I said to myself, I better have all the right questions asked and be very direct, because if I say one wrong thing, he is going to want to rip my head off, because they got creamed. I got down there, and I asked all the questions that I wanted to ask, and he was the nicest, like, he was always nice to me, but he was the best, it was the best interview I ever had with him. Now, I thought to myself afterward, you know what? They were down by so much for so long that he had time to actually accept it. And it was better than probably losing three to two in overtime. Mm -hmm. So after that was done, I did a a follow-up season recap, and I called him. And afterward, he tells me how much he appreciated me covering the team. I was the best beat reporter that Cardinal Points had ever had covering the men's hockey team for years. And he told me that I will go as far as I want to go in this business. And that was one of the coolest things that I had ever had. Going to men's hockey games since I was five years old, it was just somebody who I always kind of associate with the program, you know, a glorified program in so many in so many cases. And the first time I ever interviewed him, I was, I was so nervous. But at the end of the year, to have that moment where he told me that and he just complimented me in a way where he doesn't give, he doesn't just hand out compliments. You have to work to earn his respect. That was really cool. So that is my Bob Emery Cardinal Points story that I, that I always will remember and I thought was really cool. Good one to end on. Yeah. You follow, followed my bathroom rating story with a sentimental. Yes. Yes. Well, <laughs> we got to have a good we gotta have a good mix of things. And did you like my Boston accent? Was that, yeah, that, was, good. Okay. that was good. So I heard it enough listening to Bob. That was great. Um, but yeah, so there's there's our little Cardinal Points uh, Cardinal Points yes, story. Shout out but, to Cardinal Points. Pick up your local Cardinal Points. They're all across the place. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But on that note, Joe, did you have anything else to add? Nope. I think we're good. Thank yeah. you, everybody, for listening. Uh, ben Rowe, did you have something? Um, I did not. Um, <laughs> uh, just get your Christmas shopping done, folks. You get your Christmas shopping done. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell other people to do it. But on that note, uh, I just before we sign off, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and PressRepublican.com, and you can also find us, you can find the links to the podcast on our Twitter, at PressRepublican, my Twitter, at Joey LaFranca, and the PressRepublican Instagram story, and the PressRepublican Facebook. So if you can't find it anywhere else, I don't really know where else I could really put this podcast, (laughs) but those are all the places you can find it right now. Hopefully they will, and thanks everybody for listening again, and we wish you all a little weekside help.